There you go, it's recording now. I'm just going to close this window of the Marine 4 moving target. Why are you got that open? Um, I don't know. I, I was running through the list of WWE films. But, uh, like, it's the Marine 4, but the female lead who is, ah, yes, WWE star Summer Rae, her <laughs> cleavage is just, just jumping, jumping at that tank top. It's almost like she a double breasts. They've made breasts for this cover. <laughs> like, they've, they've pumped her up. <laughs> Fucking China sized her. Like, if it was, if, it was, if the title was just at a slightly different angle, it would be the Marine 400. <laughs> it's almost a prominent double O's. Holy shit. Aye. But, anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Oh. No. <laughs> Gentlemen. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Oh, shit. Oh. Hello, and welcome to episode 90. Of the Films of Swear Movie Podcast, I am your host, Stu. Joining me always is the no care and always swearing, Andy Walker. Yeah. Each and every week we watch one film, we build up, we break it down, we look at the facts, and we look at the figures. But first, uh, do we have anything new to talk about? Uh, no, really. We'll save it for the end of the show. Bye. Uh, I should have st- st- stalled earlier so I could look up a spoiler alert system. Oh, you beast. Uh, Fucking half an hour we're talking and you still haven't got it ready. I know. Today we are going to be talking about They Live. Uh-huh. This week we are obviously paying respects to Keith David. To who? No, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's <laughs> Keith David. Or David Keith, the black guy, he's still alive. Is he? Yes. I thought he would have had got a brain tumor after that beating. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> like everybody Piper got fucking ball cancer. Well, um, aye. There isn't a spoiler alert warning this week because <laughs> I didn't prepare. Good. Even like we've we've had this show ready since the boy died, but <laughs> I'm not prepared. So if you haven't seen They Live by now, or heard the Rowdy like we we could, we die. Let's let's talk about the career of Rowdy Roddy Piper after the podcast. Yes, that was a debate last week if he was actually a star of film or not. So yes, They Live is a film we're going to talk about today. Is it from the, the year nineteen eighty seven? It's from director John Carpenter, uh-huh. who is a significant director. Really? Yes, he is the director of Halloween, the original. Right. So what's called now? <laughs> what, the original? Because Rob Zombie and other folk keep remaking it, yes. Because right. aren't we getting like another Rob Zombie... No, getting another Halloween remake next year? 
Oh, that's not. I don't even think it's Rob Zombies now. It's somebody else's. It'll be some. It'll be some other fucking metal singer's version. Trent Reznor. <laughs> it's just so fucking doomy and gloomy. Uh, he's like, I don't. I don't. don't he doesn't want to kill anyone. He's just sitting there. Look up. <laughs> Just sitting on a chair, fucking headbanging slowly. It would just be the most intense music video. There'd be like, just black oil shape shifting, <laughs> and camera going off swivelly, and ah. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Oscar material. No, the cinematography will be fucking world class. <laughs> Everyone else gets fucking motion sickness, <laughs> especially at the 3D IMAX. Aye, what was it? There was a film that was there no that saying that you wanted to go and see it because it was making Obdi no well. Eh, uh, it was it again? A couple. It was a 3D I one. I minded them saying they watch it in 3D because they're fucking sick. Complaining about Ghost Protocol. Ah. Because of the great heights uh. and in IMAX, people were just getting vertigo. <laughs> uh, but aye, there is. I think it might be like a found footage film of some sort. That might have been the motion sick one. Uh. And I, I'm positive it was a fucking like a big blockbuster as well. Like some people were talking about The Hobbit because they filmed at a different frame rate. It was like seventy oh, frames per second. Oh, that was it. That was it. It was a frame rate. And it was just rate. too smooth. It's killing Obdi. No. Is it how long does this film on for? About three and a half hours. Fuck. <laughs> 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 They're walking that much. You're getting real motion sickness watching them. <laughs> just. Bobbing left and right. Uh, so yes, John Carpenter has directed Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. No. Escape from New York and The Thing. Big Trouble in Little Dumbarton. <laughs> no. <laughs> you still not watched that video yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's China, Andrew. It's always been China. <laughs> I think there was a sequel called Little Tokyo, but we're not talking about that one tonight. The movie stars Rowdy Roddy Piper, Keith David, Meg Foster, and Peter Jason. Not the guy from Only Fools and Horses. I didn't think cunts from Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> that was like fucking 70s or some shit like that. Andrew, tell me the plot of They Live. Um, this extremely handsome and ripped drifter. <laughs> just wanders America looking for work and comes across a, the most disabled looking pair of sunglasses he's ever seen while living in a shanty town in California <laughs> and he can see aliens that are disguised as people walking the streets there we go that was no bad, that was one of my yeah. better ones exactly <laughs> Like, comparing it to IMDb, it was a, a drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the Earth. Oh. Wasn't it too bad? So, Andrew, was this the first time of you watching They Live? Uh, no, no, I've seen it once before all the way through, and then I've seen bits of it before. Aye, because obviously this film is, like, sections of this film are very pop, well, aye, popular in, like, pop culture and... Oh. Um, and like all the fucking the, the messages and things like this have is insanely popular, but I'm not sure everyone knows the source. Well, the dialogue. 
like it's stuff like sense. that, and all yeah, it's like all the fucking OB stuff. Aye. I like that how it's a fucking gigantic clothing brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's like <laughs> it's life imitating art. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, do you like the live, Andrew? I did, aye. Mm-hmm. A great concept. Shame it was made in the eighties. <laughs> I think I think it might be kind of perfect that it was made in the eighties. Like making it now might just make it look like like as if the fucking remade invasion of the body snatcher of Daniel Craig and Nicole uh, Kidman. No. <laughs> like it would be something stupid as fuck like that if it got made today. Aye, but like, I'm saying, oh. like, if they made it, like, blockbuster style, like, the actual storyline of it would fucking sell tickets. Well, that's it, like, I'm almost surprised that it hasn't been tapped since. Aye. Especially but, the like, ending, they could make a sequel simply. Aye. Like, obviously, you've you've not got all the key pieces to the puzzle now. Like, also, mm. you still have John Carpenter and Keith David... Um, Piper does die at the end, kinda. Eh? Like he, he he's he's lying dead on the rooftop, given like the bird. Eh? The end of this film. Can't be that at all. He he's lying there like after he's blown up the satellite, and like he's he's like breathing his last breath, and he just like flips the bird. And then it cuts to the shot of like everyone now awake, like how it ends on the montage of people just going, "Oh!" realizing the person besides them an alien and. Ah, it's minded that I can't read the fucking funny paper, Dean. <laughs> ah, he he's like had the shootout on the rooftop and like he takes a couple shots, but he manages to destroy the satellite, which wakes everyone up, uh. and it's just him lying there, kind of just coughing out, but it just like flips the bird. And dies. Oh well. Could be mm. his son trying to find his dad. <laughs> just I put a fucking ginger wig on Randy Orton. Oh. <laughs> like no. a WWE movie. <laughs> oh, how have they not tried that yet? Like, for a wrestling studio, like, they've remade Leprechaun. And I think that's it. The rest has all been, like, their own properties, I'm sure. Really? Anyway. Let's see, let's get into They Live. Oh, nice. um, so, it, obviously, it's based on a short story. Is it? Uh, it's, it mentions it in like, the opening credits. It's something about... Uh, something like waking up at 8 o'clock. It's like one of those bizarre titles. like, really? That doesn't sound like a fucking science fiction movie at all. The opening title... Spray painting graffiti was a nice touch. Uh-huh. Like when the camera, like the the like the fade out from the black screen to like the spray painted. Aye, they're being on the wall. Aye, so I of course like Piper plays this clean cut drifter, like obviously, like because drifters are so clean cut. <laughs> this boy's not got like a bit of dirt on him. <laughs> Aye, and he's just like, like been walking about the fucking train station. Aye. And there's no right. electric train, so there's got to be smoke pushing out everywhere. <laughs> you should be covered in coal. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he does live, live, live the drifter life, like 
walking the train yard, yeah. watching telly from the street. <laughs> um, That's not what drifters know. are like nowadays. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> They're always <laughs> lying in a street corner with a needle under their arm, <laughs> a belt wrapped around their neck. <laughs> Back when drifters were lovable. Yeah. Like, and when they could belly out a tune on a harmonica. Right. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Like, what did they don't just fucking inject junk into my veins. <laughs> no, I'm going to belt out tunes on this harmonica. Like back then, they used to care for each other, like, start up communities and shit. Exactly, like, care for each other's mullets. Right. <laughs> Unless you're black. <laughs> you'd just have to be <laughs> skinhead. Aye, or you'd report fucking dodgy builders for uh, either Mexicans. <laughs> this is a union job. Is it, oh yeah, what about this? I like. I'm trying to think when I watched this. Like, what drew me to this movie for the first time? Like, I think partially it has to be the fact that Rowdy Roddy Piper starred mm. in like the sci-fi movie. Must be like this giant appeal. Must be. Like, cause I think that was the only reason I watched it because it was Rowdy Roddy Piper. In a fucking sci-fi movie. But definitely wasn't it the females in it, anyway. Oh, <laughs> Meg. A fucking weird-eyed-looking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Her eyes are, like, practically white. She was, aye, she was, uh, something else. <laughs> um, but I, I think the first moment in this movie where it kind of really, like, you get sucked into it is when the guys are sitting... Like, how homeless people would gather around a TV outside. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be... The fucking... The world's their living room. <laughs> Aye, but where the fuck's like, the power coming from? Like, in the middle of a fucking fu- park or something. There would just be, like, this fucking copper wire just fucking fed back, feeding off somebody else's lecky. <laughs> but it's when you see the, the, the TV hackers TV and hackers. the preachers talking in sync. Yeah. It was like, ah, this is a wee bit spooky, like... Oh, yeah, I thought he was, like, fucking, like, mentally fucking controlling the TV, projecting it. Aye, projecting his fucking mind thoughts. Yeah. I'm secretly a white man trapped <laughs> in a black creature's body. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, get me out. <laughs> and, like, next thing you know, the fucking, like, police demolish their site. Like, they've probably spent ages building that, that, that little community. I know. And P- Piper's just walking around, like, with that careless look, like he's in a dream. Right, Preacher's getting, like, a, a slice of police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, like, the film really starts, like, when they come across the box of sunglasses. Oh, but, like, he's, like, the clumsiest fucking cut ever. Like, I'm going to sneak and listen to these cuts. And then I've got four or nothing <laughs> and go through a wall. <laughs> like, that just seems to be the clumsy mentality of, like, big, muscly fucking. buffoons. Uh, muscly drifters. Exactly, like, trip wipes out a wall. Oh, it uncovers this, this secret meth lab. No, wait, uh, sunglasses lab. <laughs> sunglasses operation. Hi. <lab>. <laughs> Like, wait a second, they're making knockoffs. No. <laughs> it's like, wait, where's the crystal meth? What's meth? Th- th- times has really changed. <laughs> Nowadays, they're not making fucking sunglasses 
in secret fucking back rooms of churches. <laughs> Different things happen in the back rooms of churches Aye. now. Making beams cry. <laughs> Just put the sunglasses on. Your, your tears are putting me off. <laughs> These sunglasses will collect them. Collect oh. your tears. <laughs> So I, I don't want to see the sin in your eyes. Satan. Put on the glasses. I know. Hide the sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's no game <laughs> if you're gain it. It's only game if you take it. So, am I right? <laughs> no, that's just got nothing to do with they live. <laughs> that's what it's uh, all about. They live. The priests <sighs> that rape children, they still live. <laughs> exactly. They shouldn't. So, I, when Piper puts on the glasses. Yes. Reeling this one in. Um, it, it is a, it's like that awakening scene yeah. where like he's, he's walking down the street put the glasses on he's like the fucking path's in black and white and he takes <laughs> off and he's looking at them going what the fuck and it is, it's, it's like just that it's a single shot of him just walking down like a busy street like just acting his wee heart out <laughs> like, like, like just, what, did you not enjoy his acting abilities like he is like I guess you have to have that level of emotion where, like, you're you're putting on sunglasses and seeing something that you're you shouldn't like, that you're not expecting normally. Mm-hmm. Like he he is he he's perfect for this. Like this is essentially like, eighties B movie sci-fi. Aye, but one of the better bit ones. The fucking best of it. <laughs> like. Where the point is, oh, this is a fucking, like, this is a minus sci fi movie. Like, a minus? Like, aye, like, higher than a B. Or a B plus. No, like, step up for that. A minus. So it's better than B plus? Yeah. It's better than Sharknado? Oh, I fucking definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye. So, like, when he puts the glasses on and he sees what the world's really like, whereas, like, the picture of the bikini-clad woman on the beach, and it's really a sign that says, like, marry and reproduce. Yeah. And he's walking walking past the fucking magazine racks, and there are all these fucking different fucking commands, like, obey, no independent thoughts, and consume. Like... The fact that these are all in black and white gives it this perfect disturbing feel to it. Mm. Like, it's... It is... It, it just gives it the creepy science fiction feel. Whereas, this is a movie in the 80s, but when he's got these sunglasses on, you feel like you're watching, like, 80s sci-fi. Mm. Not 80s, 50s. Like, something really, like... Oh. I think in how I wanted to compare it to fucking, like, Captain Scarlet. Hey! Like, how old and dated that feels. Captain Scarlet. That's Aye. not black and white. I know, but it's just... I, there's there's some connection where I reckon if it's the sci-fi of that period... Who knows? I'm maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to do a fucking... A lost... Fucking subplot mm-hmm. of my... Our discussion <laughs> on this podcast. So, I... Let's see, watching this for the first time blew my fucking mind. The fucking masks are disturbing as fuck. I know. Like that, like... It is, it's as, a, it's as if it's 
the skin that is removed from their your face. Yeah, and they just like and when especially when you're looking at it in black and white. Like when you see them in color at the very end, they're they're blue and red. Oh. So at that point, but still, it just kind of it all looks like muscles. And it like looked like they had the big, kind of weird shaped balls that you get in the potpourri. Right. It looked like they had them in it. <laughs> okay. And their eyes, they, that was their eyes. That was their eyes. That was a fucking pair of walnuts. Walnuts? Right. <laughs> Get what a walnut looks like. I was going to say a big bastard of nuts. Aye, but none like their eyes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Hey, well, they didn't look like eyeballs, let's say that. Aye, I agree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, when he he realises all this shit, and, like, he kind of starts freaking out, this is when he starts kind of rattling off all these fucking lines. Like, where the most memorable dialogue ever. Like, coming out of these movies, like, the most quotable shit, like, like, you know... You like your head fell and cheesed it back in 1957. Aye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just... That old woman shit for being ugly. Exactly. Where she's looking like, you, you're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure on the other side of that camera, John Carpenter's flipping through the script going, where the fuck did I forget that? <laughs> I bet that bitch stole his fucking coffee or something like that. <laughs> He's gone off of one. The nick in the camera was rolling. Aye, Piper's going outside. <laughs> and it's like, looking at people, and it's like, Man, it's like pouring perfume on a pig. <laughs> Just a waste, you know? And it's like, what the fuck in hell? This bitch. She just needed a drink, I thought was saying. I know. Um... <laughs> uh, but, like, you get that immediate invasion of the body snatchers feel to it. Like, when you see them kind of reporting them. Like, when they start talking into, like, their wristwatches. Uh, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, us. they're close then. Like, he knows. He's got the fucking glasses. And next, like, the fucking police corner him. And, of course, you don't want to fucking corner a wrestler in a, in a fucking alleyway. <laughs> no way. Like, imagine. He manages to take out two armed officers. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's the fucking shit they're giving him. It's like, hey, come on now, let's try and find a way that doesn't end with your brains splattered over the curb. Yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> and just like, splatter your brains over the curb. Aye, I'll just fucking kick you in the face. And, oh, look, you've got a shotgun in the back of your car. I'll take that. <laughs> yes. What, what, right, you've got a shotgun. There's aliens. Where, where do you go now? <laughs> the bank. <laughs> Yes. Let's walk into the bank with a shotgun. <laughs> like, because that's where all the aliens are hiding. <laughs> oh, he could have went to the woods for, and lived in safety. <laughs> Maybe just him and Rambo. Killed a bear and then raped it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, that. Like, he runs into the fucking, sh- the fucking bank. And he, he rattles off, like, the the most famous line of the mm. film. Yeah. Like, I've came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of gum. Aye, but he says it so nicely. Aye. And it's like, aww. And then he just picks up a shotgun and just, <laughs> just starts blasting. Fuck's sake, how does he get all the aliens are bad? Like, oh, no. they didn't choose, they might not have choose to, to come here. 
I feel quite bad for them because they, they, they seem to have gotten fucking night like, jobs. It's like, oh, some of these aliens are just working nine till five. Oh, they're all what they working. These are all living in a fucking, you know, a fucking watching telly in the middle of a park. That's mm-hmm. why they're here because you don't need they fucking work. They took your jobs. <laughs> but I like it's just seeing the fucking brutality of like some of those fucking shotgun blasts. Like the dude behind the fucking bank, the, the behind the desk, like the headshot on him, uh, and it's just the fucking blood pack spraying against the wall, and <laughs> where like there's the one dude saying, uh, like tall Caucasian with sunglasses on and like a fucking blonde hair, and he's like, Mama don't like no tattletales. tales," <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking manages to disappear with his watch, and he goes outside, and then you get the fucking old school science fiction Captain Scarlet hovercraft things. Aye. That's maybe what it was Captain Scarlet no actually underwater. That at some point. Like I, I mind him being that actually Hell Hing was underwater. He's, he's like a submarine. Was his I know but I, transportation. But it's always like fucking shadowy lights seem to be taking over people. <laughs> Hang the man. Are you, are you talking about the hang of your puppet? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what, what was the thing, what was the enemy in Captain Scarlet? I don't know, actually, because I've never watched a programme in my life. Like, there, there's a thing where there's, like, <laughs> some silly bastards walking down a corridor by themselves, and a funny light gets shone on top of them, mm. and that's them getting, like, their mind taken <laughs> over by the fucking enemy. Right. That's a thing that happens, I'm sure. Anyway, Rowdy Roddy Piper kidnaps Meg, Meg Foster, a man in the final stages of becoming a woman. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's she's also known for Masters of the Universe. Was she in and, that? Yep, and she's also that old witch bitch in Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Rob, Rob Zombie's fucking shit heap of a movie from a couple of years ago. Oh well. <laughs> like she she was like just the fucking the lead witch in that. That was that, that was the only thing like I'd seen her face and it's like, man, she's got like a fucking fist like that's she stands out in a crowd with that face. It's, it's a like, fucking eyes, they look like zombie eyes. Like fucking needle points, like piercing eyes. I and it's like there's no colour to them. It was like near enough pure white. Is it enough to warn you in the sense that hmm, maybe I shouldn't get a lift for this woman? Like I'll hold her hostage, take her to her house. Like you get fucking you ask for a drink and she backhands you out the window. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, like so manly. I know, like she turned into fucking like Charles Bronson, where just fucking cracked him with a glass, and then out the fucking window, like didn't did like a fucking Piper. twelve story fucking hell. He, he he's dead. He should be dead. Ah, uh, he should be like just in fucking pieces on the flare. Thank and God she's turns such a muscular deep. fucking man. I know the act is like fucking. How they put those <laughs> all that protective bubble parcel in and, and like. Fucking big Amazon boxes. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, he's just full of air. <laughs> that broke his landing. <laughs> um, 
like that's it. Like she may as well like done that, then just fucking pulled off her face to reveal herself as the alien queen. Aye, of the alien king. Aye, <laughs> 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 two sets of genitalia. <laughs> but fuck, she did. She just fucking killed Piper, and then he just like brushes it off like, <laughs> ah, I got I got some fucking dirt on me. Shit. Did you know recognise the hussies for like Grand Theft Auto? That, yes, I it does like those those fucking big types of city houses where it's like why are they building over like no nothing like uh, just like sheer cliff drops exactly it's like let's build a house over that like if he got a fucking tow truck and a chain he could have pulled down her house right yep just say like, that you bitch just like we did <laughs> uh, Keith David's panic when fucking Piper returns back to like the work site, like I, I love Keith <laughs> David in this. Oh, like, he's awesome. He, he, he is just a hard working man. He's got a family back home. And all he wants to do is tell me where it is. He doesn't even care where it is. <laughs> he just wants to earn money, send it back to his family, and keep on the straight and narrow by living in a fucking shanty town. Right, no rent to pay, no money to give right. to family. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, he helps out the only white guy ever <laughs> that he meets. <laughs> and, like, he just brings him all this trouble. And he wants fucking nothing to do with it. No, leave me in like, this shit. Uh, it's just, his, his panic is, he's adorable. How fucking panic, how fair he is. He's like, nah, you're, no, get away. I can't be seen with you. You're trouble. You, sh- you kill people with a shotgun. I don't want any of this. Go away. But the aliens. Like, shit. And, like, fucking Piper's in the bushes go, try on the glasses. <laughs> put on these glasses. No. Just, just put on the glasses. I could, after, like, he asked, like, for the tenth time, I would have just put them on just to shut them up, but no. Aye, the, oh, the old black and white. Aye, there you go. Funny glasses. But, like... It, it's I do love that fucking camera shot where like they he obviously stashed the last box, but the garbage truck came along, picked them up. Yeah. And the next shot is him inside it, like raking through the box, and it's like they must just have just fucking rigged the camera at the back of the truck, right. have him climb inside it, and then just fucking tip the truck. <laughs> just get that fucking shot of him. <laughs> the fucking like the background shifting. He he's going oh oh fuck, <laughs> and he's basically like the fucking boulder for Indiana Jones rolling out. <laughs> the only thing I know you me about that is like the box he wanted was perfectly placed on top of the shite he's digging in. It's like on top of everything at the back. <laughs> I sat and watched it. <laughs> and then of course we're led into like the best one of the, of the famous fights. In like cinematic history, yeah. Forget about Rocky. Fuck Rocky. Forget about Creed. <laughs> no, he needs them. Aye, like this <laughs> most awkward and overly violent <laughs> for guys that are kind of two friends. Aye, just, and one's just, just asking. I try my sunglasses. The most simplest favour <laughs> of here, pal. Try on these glasses. The other guy he hears is, Here, pal, I've murdered your family. Have a look at this picture. Hey, I've got them sellotaped inside these glasses. Hi. Like, here's a picture of me fucking your wife and child. 
<laughs> Have a look. And that fucking priest. Alright, <laughs> here's me fucking everything you love. <laughs> Have a look. That no way, just try on these glasses. No strings attached. Hey. It's like, no, I just want a clean cut living. I just want to earn, like, just, no, sunglasses, like, I had an addiction to glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm off that stuff. I worked in those factories. I used to be in the I Black Panthers, I'm not allowed to wear sunglasses anymore. <laughs> like, I, you're lucky I'm not wearing a beret. Like, <laughs> just cut, give me flashbacks of him in fucking Cracked In, and it's everyone <laughs> just wearing sunglasses in a smoky room. <laughs> <laughs> the police come in, they get arrested, he gets his fucking head caved in <laughs> with police brutality, he's getting showered, they're searching him for sunglasses. <laughs> he's searching inside him for sunglasses. <laughs> they pull half a dozen packets of them out, <laughs> and he's just thought, never again, never no. will I go near glasses again. Cut to Roddy Piper's come out the fucking back of a fucking bin lorry. <laughs> Carrying glasses, going, put them on. <laughs> like, put them on. Like, just, just... Just do what you're doing, eh? Hi. Like, just trying to get him back on that crack. <laughs> and he wants none to do it. He's like, no. But, fuck, we get the most insane, just, oh, just, what the fuck, the stages of this fight. Like, I know, he fucking... Stop. He starts making him eat a trash can at one point. <laughs> Just starts fucking smashing him. <laughs> the best <laughs> bit's when he's got him on the ground and he's just keep him repeating Easter stins. <laughs> That's it, like, that should hit, should be just him ending the fight there. I know, but no. It doesn't stop, like, it, it's just all, like, there must be ad-libbing at points. Oh, like, definitely. Like, it, it, it's, what is it, like, creative dance, like, where it's like, fuck it, let's just make up a fight. And see where it goes. And just have the best fucking camera crew around it to follow the action as it happens. Aye. Uh, Yankee's like, um, experiences in WWF helped uh, him to fight scenes. Fighting for the camera. Yeah. And fucking Keith David was like on his lunch break just going to the food <laughs> truck. And all of a sudden just fucking white power piper comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Put my glasses on the rails. Hi. <laughs> they know I've had enough of you and the clan. <laughs> and they just start fucking giving out big licks to each other. Right. But, but, like, it's, it's just that shot of uh, Piper going to swing and hit Keith David in the dick. <laughs> and he's like, you dirty motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> or, like, it's just they're sitting kicking each other and like that shot of like he's gonna kick him and he stops and he just fucking throws his foot up and kicks him in the face and is, it, is the fight over? nope starts running down the alley and starts fighting again like they're biting hands <laughs> they're eating each other kneading the balls <laughs> and like they, they smash like fucking Keith's car like the bag window screen like where he's got the fucking two by four he swings it ducks smashes the back and they kind of stop going, oh shit, man, I'm I'm sorry. And David's like, motherfucker, he picks up a bottle, and it's the sugar glass <laughs> bottle. <laughs> the whole thing just dissolves, like, it disappears as he fucking batters it off the corner of the car. Uh. And, like, that fucking moment where Piper just goes, like, just fucking pisses himself laughing. 
Like, at the reaction of fucking David smashing that bottle. <laughs> I know, that's fucking real like, shit. That is, like, eat, like, how could you just keep a straight face, right? Like, I'm going to fucking end you with this bottle. Oh, wait a second. I'm <laughs> too strong for me, ain't good. Uh, oh, it was just so fucking good. Yeah, it's like it's, the whole fucking fight was parodied in South Park, man. A fucking shot for shot. Alright. And like, the, the, I'm not even finished talking about this fight. Like, the third stage starts where they start doing fucking rib digs and suplexes. <laughs> like, a couple fucking back body drops and like all the slams, and <laughs> he eventually gives them the fucking glasses Aye. and he puts them on. And Piper's oh, like, brother, <laughs> life's a bitch. <laughs> Deal and she's back and eats. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, life's a bitch. Carpenter. She's on a period. No, like Carpenter's like, oh, that was amazing. If if you just didn't talk at the fucking end of it, <laughs> like, stop writing your own one lines. <laughs> life's a bitch, and she's back in heat. Like the rest of that was really good. Fucking Roddy and Keith. But, stop talking. Did you know, look, is there any fucking thing we about the fight? You got any notes um, about it? Th- there is a trivia note, but mm. it, it's like that type of note where it's like, well, like, we all kind of kin that. Like, they're saying, that fight was largely improvised. Oh. I thought they were going to say, like, oh, it didn't have fucking 25 takes. Well, that's it. It's it. The famous fight was only supposed to last 20 seconds, but Piper and David decided to fight for real. <laughs> only faking the hits on the face and groin. And I'm quite glad because the amount of knees they put into that groin. I know, that was sore. Uh, it says they rehearsed the fight for three weeks. Really? Like, or did they just fight on set for like the last three weeks? I know, they didn't like each other. Uh, Carpenter was so impressed that he kept all 5 minutes and 20 seconds of the fight intact. Nice. No, a lot of folks like, New Days would be allowed to do that. Exactly. Just leave the camera rolling. Like, that would be as if they fucking did that. Uh, what's it cried? God damn it. <laughs> like, my notes have just decided to close on me. Uh, like, it's basically as if Christian Bale, like, had ran on the set of Terminator Salvation, they just decided to keep that in the film. Right, right. That's as, uh, how fucking weird it is for this. Like, I let's just leave the camera roll, let's see what happens. Like, is that boy fucked up the light? Ah, that's alright, just keep rolling. <laughs> it's not to do with the film at all. Exactly. Like, uh, John, Christian, uh, just, just, Hi, no, 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 just keep shouting, just let it all out. At the end of it, just cry on the Terminator and pretend to shoot him. <laughs> and sort it in post. You fucking bitch Terminator. Like, I, exactly, it's like, I really fucking hate it when Terminators ruin my life. <laughs> I'm done with you professionally. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator, man. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last time you're going to work with me in uh, Judgment Day land. But, <laughs> uh, well, like, the, the fact they go to all that effort, do this fight for the glasses, get to the very next scene, and, like, the fucking dude at the door is like, 
contact lenses. Uh, oh, let's get rid of the glasses. <laughs> the greatest invention since fucking the wheel. Yes. For Brain. detection. And, like, fucking Meg shows up, somehow joins the resistance. Oh, I thought you were. Somehow my fucking mind went right to fucking Family Guy there. Some lassie and a Tammy shows up. <laughs> Everyone takes the piss out of her and she cries. Yeah. No, like, she shows up and, it's like, she's ready to give, like, Piper this heartfelt apology. And you're like, man, this is, like, who cares about this part? And of course, next thing you see, there's a giant fucking explosion, followed by this massacre of the fucking alien forces trying to kill the resistance. Yes. I guess that's one way to get out of a fucking soppy moment. <laughs> and, Especially for a female. Again, it's just fucking, like, uh, it's just those shots of Roddy Piper and Keith David running in the corridors. Like, they're in the underground basement, and Piper, was he, like, throwing hand grenades? And he's sitting shouting at Keith, like, come on, like, what? Frank, what? What? And he notices <laughs> that he chucks a grenade, he's like, oh, shit! <laughs> and it, it, like, it jumps. Like, he gets a wee high pitch, goes, oh, shit! Yeah. Like, Keith, like, I don't think he came to our cameras. No, <laughs> he thought this was all real. <laughs> Hi. He just thought this is the most fucking intense audition he's ever been on. Like, he could have been telling his life story, like, yeah, got some family back home, and I guess they want me to play a builder, I'm going to do some manual labour here. Man, but I fucking hate sunglasses. <laughs> like, I've, I've told them, I've got a history with sunglasses, I just don't need them. <laughs> some kind of shows up here with sunglasses, nah, it's just not happening. I'm allergic. I will fight, I will fight you to the death in an alley. <laughs> I will fucking bite you. <laughs> Come near me with sunglasses, I will fucking bite you and destroy your junk with my knees. <laughs> you won't have any kids again. Uh, cut to, like, they the use the, the watch teleporter to get away from the fucking onslaught. Yeah. And then they're, they're, they're basically at the fucking alien Oscars. <laughs> like, at this fucking tux event. There's the fucking deep voiced hobo shows up in a tux. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm glad you've joined. <laughs> I can't even do that voice for long. <laughs> like, it's like I'm so glad you're w- with us. You're not looking at all shady, at, like carrying guns and looking really sweaty, <laughs> looking like you've just escaped with the resistance. You must clearly be aliens now, right? Yes. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. I'll give you the tour. Where's the big giant fucking? Aerial that's making everybody no see the aliens. Aye, is it? Hey, right this way. Let's go. <laughs> Isn't it great being aliens? A lot better than watching telly in the middle of a field. <laughs> and then they go oh. in the fucking intergalactic airport. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, if if you didn't know they were shooting aliens, they like basically Roddy Piper and Keith David were terrorists. <laughs> they were like two men erasing a race of like That's war alien aliens but like if if these fucking creatures came from Mars Mars would be like fuck that we're not going there no. they're crazy 
scary crazy. Um, you notice that the aliens detecting the presence of like Piper and David were using like Ghostbuster props. Really? Aye, it was like the, the fucking uh, it's, it's some abbreviated term like PKM meter or something, where it's like the small handheld device has little lights going up and down. Aye. Like I, I'm, it's it's that I'm sure, but basically all that shit happens. Meg is a double agent. A double double. Yes. Piper kills her anyway. Alright. Like that—that's just making them even for getting flung out of her fucking super mountainside fucking house. Uh, so I like, of course, if that bitch backhands you out a building, you sure? And then like, the world wakes up. Yes. You get to see the newscaster and like the guys off camera going, "You look like shit." <laughs> so I'm the guy, the woman shagging the guy. He's like, "What's like, wrong, I, baby?" The, the, the last shot of the movie, we see this woman with like a cracking set of tits, just going, "Bins and bins and bins," and open her eyes, going, <gasps> and, it's, and we do, we get like to basically see this fucking avatar dude, oh. just going, "Hey, baby, what's wrong?" <laughs> and it just cuts like this. I think that's the thing, like, this film has such a fucking good sense of humour to it as well. Uh, Whereas, like, I guess that's your ending. Like, Piper's bled out on a rooftop. Uh, but let's just show, like, the real world, like, those fucking music videos and, like, the dude sitting in a bar and everyone turns around and looks at the alien. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but as like, they just cap it off with, like, the dude getting laid. The woman realising she's shagging an alien. Right, that was a peach. Yep. So Andrew, do you have any more notes on they live? No, I just the only one I could have thought it was the fucking how that it was like the same area as Grand Theft Auto. The the well, that's it. Like Grand Theft Auto games like that always are set after. Notable cities. Ah, oh, yeah, we say out of fucking California. Mm-hmm. San Jose, that's where they were, I think. Mm-hmm. There was a train at the start going past with San Jose. So that is a, a big clue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for those that are paying attention, anyway. Alright. Now, we want some trivia notes? Yes, please. All of the, the various aliens throughout the film, both male and female, were portrayed by stunt coordinator uh, Jeff Amada. They were all the same person? Yep, there's one dude played at all the aliens. Fucking hell. So we basically seen that dude getting laid at the end of the movie. <laughs> and he just like, kept it, did his work in well. <laughs> exactly, like, basically, if, right, oh, right, Jeff, if you play the alien in all of this, you get sleep, aye, aye, sleep with that last and catering. Yeah, aye. Aye, cos back, oh, the, was it no back in the days that didn't get out of fake sex, so they just... Double rubber, G. <laughs> no, they just said, nah, nah, he's covered in blue paint. Hell no, nah. No. I know that, that's protected. That, he's in a rubber suit. <laughs> you wear one of the fucking masks at like, Disney Gee pregnancy. Or AIDS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Any kind of AIDS was created at that point. This is the 80s, so. Uh, riddled with it. <laughs> Everyone uh, was some... quilted. <laughs> <laughs> the AIDS quilt was all over this movie. 
Uh, like sometimes people say this is like political propaganda. It's like, are they aliens or are they gays? Oh. Like there's there's some fucking deranged fucks that will take it that way. Like they're living among us. You're asleep. <laughs> you need the sunglasses to see them. It's the gaydars, like the gay glasses. You need to put them on. Then you can see them. They live amongst us. Oh. You might be sleeping with one. <laughs> what, it's just a big beard. Yeah, your your wife might be sleeping with one of them gays. <laughs> one of them might be hosting the news. Oh. They're, they're definitely cops. Oh, yes, definitely. And they're most definitely working in the bank. You kid there was none of them at the fucking work, work site. They should have been full of them. Like, they should have just been the ones watching. <laughs> well, the Mexicans. Uh, Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last two trivia notes are just wants to highlight fucking Roddy Piper's weirdness. <laughs> like, this one is quite close to the fucking joke we just made. Roddy Piper was reported to have complained to the producers that when the pair of glasses uh, he stole failed to reveal any aliens with exception of those on set. What? Was that a mini joke he was trying to make? Possibly. Like, does that mean that they had a lot of illegal aliens working in the crew? (laughs) Sort of could be that, I suppose. Never (laughs) thought of that. (laughs) Oh... Like I guess Jeff Mada that like is is that maybe maybe Japanese Mada? Assumes Japanese. Nah, he's like, come on, our son coordinator Japanese. <laughs> well, I went to the hard working white people. <laughs> I mean Americans. <laughs> You're all right, Keith. Don't worry. No, oh, no, no. Then another five minute fight kicks off. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. For years after the film's release, even on the movie's DVD commentary, Roddy Piper maintains uh, that the film was based on an actual incident in the 1950s. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> in which a company manufactured a TV that planted subliminal messages in a woman's brain, instructing them to make extravagant purchases. Piper was unaware that the documentary had seen uh, La Affaire Brawonsic, French style, mm-hmm. uh, was in fact a comedy short produced in the late 70s. Oh, for fuck's sake. Poor Piper. <laughs> I just hope he was off his face on drugs. <laughs> the only explanation for those weird things, like, just probably just him and David doing mountains of blow of women. Maybe. Like, they're probably having races to see who can snort <laughs> the line. <laughs> they both got a bag and a bitch. <laughs> It's like a fucking pig looking for truffles. <laughs> <laughs> just, just get right in there. He's using his nose and as then, a fucking dipstick. Ah, and then fucking Carpenter's knocking on doors like, "You guys ready to do that fight seat next?" We are fight fighting. Aye. we're fighting for our lives. Is it right? Remember, twenty seconds. Like, aye, John, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my glasses? <laughs> Was it one of those aliens took my glasses? Right, uh, okay, Andrew. For a movie like They Live, box office and budget, how much do you think it costs to make a movie like They Live? Twenty-five grand. One of your more realistic guesses. 
Definitely. Uh, this movie was made for a mere four million. That's good. Especially in the mid eighties. Yeah. Like this, like, could it have been fucking pocket money to John Carpenter at this point? <laughs> for the man that's already got films like Halloween, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, like big movies under his belt. Now. Was Big Trouble in Little China a big movie? I see. John Carpenter is a man of many really significant films, but I'm never sure if they're big films at the time or the fact that they become cult classics um, in like market. Like, okay, maybe Halloween was a big hit, but like films like They Live that that probably never blew up the box office. No. Like that's the film you find out about twenty years later, and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. And it gets those cult followings of like select groups yeah. fucking love. He's like Carpenter's got huge movies like The Thing, Halloween, like his horror ones are the big ones. Yeah. Uh, big Trouble in Little China is like a household name, but that probably was the giant like the same with the Escape from New York, Escape from LA. I like the films. Like I've I've never seen them. But you know, like I, I know of them. I, I know they absolutely rip off Metal Gear Solid, or vice versa. Definitely vice versa. How? Because I'm pretty sure there wasn't PlayStations around when they made Escape from LA. It was it on the fucking Nintendo, fucking the Super Nintendo. I thought it was it on fucking Thingway. Are you? Are we talking about the films from the 80s? Ah, oh, the Escape ones. I'm talking about fucking Metal Gear. Yeah, but I'd imagine they're just ripping from the films. Aye, but what not was the first? Not game. No, oh, Super Nintendo, you motherfucker! Oh, yeah, wait, 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 I get you, the very old Metal Gear games. I'm positive they would have had to take it from well, Carton, sir. Snake Plissken. <laughs> Aye. Like, like that, that would just seem like a, a case for them to get sued over, like, wait a second, they've taken the character from our video game and made a huge movie. Yeah. And it's not called Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd imagine that it's maybe the the people who made the game, like, just having little nods towards films they liked. Yeah. Okay, so, worldwide, does... Uh, does rub my hands. Does They Live make more... Than ten million at the box office. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid you're still wrong. Oh Andrew. fuck! You, you make it easier for me. I'm still. I tried it. <laughs> uh, they made thirteen million. Thirteen. Yes. Not bad when you had a budget of four. That's not bad, eh? Yeah. Triple your money. Uh, mhm. Uh, now, when it comes to awards, uh, it didn't win any. Uh, it was nominated. It did get three nominations. Uh, the Saturn Awards of the, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror. Were they gone back in the 80s? Well, this is the award for 1990, so this must have been the tail end of the 80s. I thought it was 87. Uh, it was. For some reason, they've got it nominated in the 90s. Fuck's um, sake. It lost... It, it was nominated for Best Science Fiction Film and Best Music. Mm-hmm. And, it, let's see, the the winners of those awards, Best Science Fiction Film, was Alien Nation. Mm-hmm. 
which was that alien buddy cop film. Yeah. That was a weird film. We'll see um, it's the usual where it's like, okay, we've got white cop, what can we mix them with? Okay, black cop, Chinese cop, Mexican cop, uh, alright and then they thought fuck it we'll just go like intergalactic <laughs> and make it with aliens and then aliens is the the, the fucking lesser race oh just all those racial issues but it's aliens now instead of Mexicans Um, best music it lost out to Hellraiser 2 oh uh, it was also nominated at the Fantasporto for best film and it lost out to Monkey Shine <laughs> George Romero. Never heard of that in my life. I know. What's George thinking? He's the zombie guy. Has to be. Horror? Has to be, aye. Uh, internet reaction. IMDb rated 7.3 out of 10. Oh, that's good. Based on 66,000 votes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the critics? Do you think they're positive, negative? Um, I'm going to say positive, and I'm going to say 63. You're 20, 20% off, 83. That's good. That's based on 39 uh, positive reviews to 8 negative. Mm-hmm. Audience, do you think they were close to the same or higher? Oh, well, I'm going to say higher. And they were lower. Are you I, I need to stop misleading you. Stop with your push! <laughs> uh, I, it was rated 79. Right, yeah, so, uh, that's pretty good if your film got like a 79 rating on night on Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. That's still considered uh, fresh, I believe. Uh, let's see, quotes. Let's see, so I managed to get some rotten quotes here. Uh, George. Georgia Strait. Uh-huh. Georgia. No, I was going to say, or Georgia Strait. I'm, I'm having a stroke at this time of night. <laughs> uh, yes. Carpenter should stick to what he's good at. Scaring folks and leaving political satire to spit an image. Who's he spit an image? Is it spit an image not the fucking puppet show that makes fun of political? Like, uh-huh. mind the like ITV... In the fucking nineties, I think they've somehow compared it to that. Saying, "Hmm, let's leave all your Who political." Who's done that one? Uh, fucking Georgia Street. Who the fuck is that shit? Fuck knows. Anyway, the Washington Post. <laughs> the the Thank plot of they live is full of black holes. The acting is wretched, and the effects are second rate. <laughs> that's usually what you're looking for in, the, in these types of films like, well, well, that's what it. we look for the 80s Aye, wanted they, to be cutting edge but they just they remember. wanted it to be serious yeah they wanted the godfather of science fiction <laughs> <laughs> and they they got the um the goonies <laughs> the goonies of science fiction I was trying to find like a really shit mafia movie oh <laughs> Is Kalito's Way a bad film? What the heck? Kalito's Way bad gangster movies. Gangsters versus yeah. strippers or something like that. There they are. <laughs> uh, and the New York Times. Oh, an air dignified one. Credibility isn't a problem with John Carpenter's Live. 
but execution is. Oh, zing! That was a bum. These are the zings. That that that's what that was. Like credibility isn't the problem with John Carpenter's they live. Dot dot dot. Like okay, but the execution is like, <gasps> you bastard. <laughs> That was a twist ending to your quote. I know, I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. <laughs> okay, uh, time for the five finger film punch. Yeah. Andrew, I rate this five out of five. Did you? It, it gets better every time I watch it. I'll give it four. Like, I would have, I would probably buy this, but it's still quite an expensive Blu-ray. Is it? It got re-released. Uh, a few years ago by Studio Canal and uh, it's it's still a bit like oh, come on that's still about 10 quid more than I'd pay for it fucking Blu-rays should be dirt odd Blu-rays should be dirt cheap nowadays anyway aye if they're not remastered in 4k dum 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 so next time on Films to Swear Movie Podcast we will be talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah I'm gonna steal your body Yep. It's basically priests <laughs> coming to steal your bears. There you go. They're snatching their babies. I don't think that's got anything to do with Leonard Nimoy. And oh, no, oh, 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 no, you didn't get that. Now, now. Uh, not yet. We will next week <laughs> at this time. Um, so, yes, that is going to be our next episode. Reviews for filmsandswearing.com. This week we reviewed The Red Army on what? DVD, what is which that? is a ice hockey documentary right. based on... No, it's based on the Soviet Union. Right. The Russians had a fucking military elite of ice hockey players and basically and had them dominate the NHL. NHL? Like National Hockey League. Just all the Russians, just there in America, gone fucking mental. They like the they made these amazing Russian ice hockey players, sent them to Canada, yeah. scalp like the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. I like Wayne Gretzky, like crying, well not crying on camera, but he's like they're just too good. <laughs> like see these five players playing in sync like a fucking well-oiled machine. Like they were just destroying everyone and this is in the middle of the Cold War oh shit and like where the KJB were at every game and like it showed you them in basically military camps like on ice ice skates doing forward rolls on ice grabbing sticks doing forward rolls with weights and it was just these camps of them raising children into fucking ice hockey men like they had an army of ice hockey players Holy shit, and, no then and then basically, like their five key players basically defected to America because they had such a better lifestyle. <laughs> so the, the, the fucking documentary focuses on like the players, like these key five players who they dubbed the Red Army, and it like it's 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 good, but it's just so like older Russian like men just have that awkwardness about them where they're, they're, they seem that stubborn like the guy's asking them a question trying to link it in yeah. with like yeah. and he's like no like California boy you you don't know what you're talking about oh. or he'll pick up his phone and say I, I'm not talking now 
Oh fuck you then, go and drive a taxi. And he's, just, he, in, and, like, he's waving him, like waving him away on camera. He's <laughs> like, no, I, I'm not answering this today. Not right time. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. Fucking nobody. So it, it is, it's quite an interesting documentary. Right. So that full review is on the website of filmswearing.com. If you go over there, you will also see links to our social media accounts. Uh, Facebook uh, to see what films are on this week or uh, what what's on this week <sighs> can you fucking ask me that <laughs> fucking it already I know I, like, this is the time I was like fuck if you asked me last week I could have told you Django and Chain was on Channel 5 in the morning but <laughs> that's not any good to you now no actually I started uh, watching that and I thought that's on for like three years and forty-five minutes. I'm not staying up that long, nah, especially when it started at like fucking ten o'clock. An hour and forty-five minutes of adverts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could also follow me on Twitter at FAS Podcast. I will tweet nonsense throughout the week, take pictures of right. DVDs or uh, funny T-shirts. This week I saw a, a Star Wars t-shirt, but the fucking main cast of Star Wars were singing Christmas carols. Get lost. I, I just posted it going, hashtag what? <laughs> Fuck you! No, hashtag I still, Christmas. I still... Hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag Force Awakens. Hashtag Team Follow Back. I cannot deal with that shit. No, I never when did any of that. actually speak and actually say hashtag... hashtag. It seems no. so fucking disgusting. It's unbelievable. Yes, I. I, I will only. I'm fifty. I, I come on, Granddad. Sit, dude. Like, what is this hashtag? <laughs> I don't want to twat tweets on Twitter. Leave me alone. <laughs> What's follow, Why are we following Friday? <gasps> what throwback Thursday? I don't want to share old pictures. <laughs> Those pictures are for me and my family. <laughs> I, I, we didn't take pictures of our food back in the day. <laughs> we only ate it. I sometimes complained about it. I, we never called them out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this food is terrible. Hashtag, oh my god. <laughs> I... <laughs> Why have my wheelie bins not been emptied? Hashtag fail. <laughs> so um, your fucking granddad for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, you could have just helped me. You didn't need to join Twitter to bash the Kunso online. Um, so, other than that, go to Amazon. Right. Obey. Buy a big TV. Obey. <laughs> Aye. Like, right, tell me, enjoy yourself. I'm pretty sure if you type this is your god dot com it takes you to Amazon. What? Like remember when you put on sunglasses and look at money? Oh aye. This is your god. Uh. <laughs> you just put on the sunglasses and go to Amazon. Just overwhelming messages. Just so much impact text. <laughs> Wonder if you could buy that shit like that. Just if somebody has uh, the balls to try and sell that. The fucking thing. Like, also, this is going to be one of these podcasts I never end, but when uh, 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 Trevor has a copy of, uh, like, from Mass Movie Side UK, his, he has a copy of They Live on Blu-ray, yeah. and it has a cardboard sleeve on top, and yeah. it has, like, a, a sticker on it, 
and it's like when obviously you buy a HMV and it's got all these fucking stupid stickers on it like uh, two for ten pounds and all this pish mm. and he says there was moments away from peeling the sticker off it and it was just a white sticker and it had the word obey on it oh. just on the case I was like oh that like the people producing the DVD producing the Blu-ray just took it that one step further mm. and put obey stickers on the fucking cardboard sleeve <laughs> not printed actual stickers stuck uh. to it like you would just peel it off just thinking it was just some nonsense the shops left on it but it was so just a wee message just saying obey and a nice touch so uh, speaking of Mass Movie Side UK you can check out their podcast they mm-hmm. are still talking about Star Wars are they? in the lead up to Force Awakens alright um, I too have uh, acquired the trilogy what one? the uh, episodes 4, 5 and 6 that's it just to refresh myself before going into The Force Awakens uh, but so. wouldn't you like to know what, what Darth Vader was like as a child <laughs> I had a kid it seems like he was Tim Burton <laughs> and a mopey teenager and maybe it's like a very bad at acting mm. I could just watch a Trent Reznor music video and I'll be fine <laughs> Um, aye, so that's it. Like all those, all those fucking talks I did last week about a Hitchcock collection. Like yeah. it's all here now. I saw it's the so, fucking photo. It's so overwhelming. I've got twenty-one movies aye. to watch across eleven Charlie Chaplin films, oh. seven Alfred Hitchcock films, and three Star Wars films. Oh wait, hand! I also got a fucking review kit sent through of this uh, Japanese box set, uh, Battles of uh, Honor and Humanity, which is a bunch of Japanese crime movies from the seventies. Yay! Arrow have released these. Right. They've only made a uh, one thousand copies of it, and it's a fourteen-disc Blu-ray box set. Oh! And they sent it to you. They, 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 thankfully they didn't they, they sent me the five films oh right so because each film was a two disc set so that gives you ten and then the box set came with an additional three or four discs and a hardback book holy shit so they've, they've sent me the minimum which mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad because I just need to review five discs instead of fourteen okay That'd be disgusting to try and do. And, like, it's fine because they've sent me this this collection the week after it's came out in stores, so the deadline's already passed. Oh, that's good. So that, that pressure's off. Oh. Because I thought of, like, Jesus Christ having to cram in five foreign films and then review, like, what if there's special features on the desk? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, it'd just be overwhelming, like, so... Yes, I am overwhelmed with box sets at the moment. Right. And what do you think you're going to get for your Christmas? Me a fucking box set. <laughs> I can Christmas game early. <laughs> I just did the dirty for me. I reckon why. Just, it just came all over my bookcase. Right. Discs everywhere. Discs. <laughs> Aye, discs. I thought dirty as well, yeah. 
<laughs> some of them I could get rid of because like some of them is like Sharknado three. Oh hell no! Damn, who you want to get rid of? I can get rid. I don't know. They can. I go just open Wendy and throw it. <laughs> just aim for the moon. Aim for the moon. Yep. That'd be the worst thing you find on the moon. Oh shit! <laughs> Sharknadoes are up here in the moon. <laughs> This must be a documentary. <laughs> it's fucking descendant of Roddy Piper where everything's real. What shit? Shit talk about a commentary one day. Mind when the fucking a tornado hit Los Angeles and three sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Chris Jericho could stop it. He <laughs> tried, but he just couldn't do it. Bless him. Even Lou Ferrigno, but you never even heard it coming. <laughs> Holy! Can he used to be green until we had the surgery? How sad! <laughs> oh, right, I've been your host, Susan, and joining me as always is the never care and always wearing Andy Walker. Right, I'm here. Tell him. You tell him. You tell him. Okay. Fuck off. Till next week. It's like the two things you get to do in this podcast. I gotta take one of them away for you. Well, I make people laugh. That's my main job. I thought that was my job of this podcast. I'd talk for like an hour and make you laugh. No, you didn't make me laugh. I make you laugh. <laughs> you did come oh. up with like priest rating bairns and everything. That's no. You can't I, 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 I try and keep it safe and then I pull the race card and catch you off guard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> White Power Piper. That's awesome. Oh. But his best oh. friend was fucking, what's his name, Atlas. Oh, that's what you mean, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> White Power Hogan. Oh. Okay, let's, let's have a look at the exquisite career of Rowdy Roddy Piper. What, his movie career or? Yes. Everything. Roddy. There's only two. Two there's films. Roddy McDowell and Roddy Piper. Oh, right, I've heard he's only done two films. <laughs> he is the man behind 132, but I'm pretty sure 100 of them is wrestling. Oh, right. Things. Let's scroll back to the beginning. Okay, he is credited for a film in 1978 called The One and Only. <laughs> His character, Leatherneck Joe Brady. <laughs> Joe, Joe Brady. By Brady. What the fuck, Joe Brady? Leatherneck. Leatherneck. Awesome. So maybe he was played wrestler? Or maybe he was just burned in a fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, let's see, wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Uh, there could have been a wrestling film uh, in the eighties called Body Slam. Really? And he was—he's uh, cast as Quick Rick Roberts. Quick Rick. <laughs> Aye. Uh, he was in the the nineteen eighty-seven TV movie The Highwayman. No. As preacher. No! <laughs> he was also in the 1987 film Buy and Sell. What were they doing in that film? Cowboy. 
Yeah. That's it. He's just credited as a cowboy. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, then in that same year, he was in WrestleMania 3, which is classed as a TV movie. Because <laughs> it's acting. Um, that's it's supposed- not acting, it's real. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Um, supposedly that was te- that, that was his audition for They Live. John Carpenter saw it and he saw something and was like, wait a second, that he could probably beat uh, fucking Keith David in an alleyway. Or WrestleMania 3. Uh, he watched it and he says that's, that, that's what brought him to John Carpenter's attention for They Live. Ah. So he wasn't allowed was- to actually pay real actors. <laughs> Because that was at the following year. They live, and hell comes to Frogtown. No! The same year. Uh, and his name was... Sam Hell. Fuck's sake. Uh, hell is the name of the hero of the story. He's the prisoner of the w- women who now run the USA after nuclear biological war. The results of the war... Are the mutants have evolved and the human race is in danger of extinction due to infertilization. What is he like the only man on the planet with the fucking sperm to fucking reverse the infertile woman? Hell is given the task of helping in the rescue of a group of fertile women from the, the harem of the mutant leader. <laughs> Hell cannot escape since he has a bomb attached to his private parts which will detonate if he strays more than a hundred yards from his guard. More than a hundred yards from what pussy? Uh, well, that's, it's like, how do you defuse the bomb? Wet, wet pussy. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, that was from director Donald G. Jackson. <laughs> that legendary man. Yes. Uh, the man behind that and uh, Rollerblade <laughs> there's also a, a Frogtown 2 is that an unrelated sequel in the sequel of Hell Comes to Frogtown <laughs> uh, the mutant frog leader of Frogtown kidnaps a professor and forces him to make the serum that will turn everyone into frogmans into frogs uh, they also kidnap some people to test the serum on and courageous Sam Hell will have to save them. Is it the real, is it Roddy Piper again? Nope, it's a uh, Robert Desire. No. Like the dude with that giant fucking jaw from Maniac Cop. The what cop? Uh, a bunch of like, like slasher movies, but it's a Maniac Cop. No, they can. people are brutally murdered in the streets of New York City by a uniformed police officer. As the death toll rises, City Hall attempts a cover up. But Frank McRae heads the investigation. Also stars Bruce Campbell. Uh, like, Bass Movie Side, they love this. Uh, they've, they've, they've covered this. Uh, it's so like yes, anything Hell, with Bruce Campbell in it. Hell Comes to Frogtown. Uh, love Boat, A Valentine Voyage. No. Another one of Piper's notches on his belt. Uh, he was in the TV... TV series of Zorro. Was he? For two episodes. No, it's Zorro. No. It's Bishop. Bishop. That's how he was a fucking hardcore renegade. Uh, he had a one episode appearance in Silk Stockings. Silk? What? 
Silk Stockings. Oh no, that's softcore porn. As Jimmy Snow. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, let's see, he was in Back in Action in 1993 as Frank Rossi. Uh-huh. Uh, he was in Immortal Combat in 1994. What? Immortal Combat. What's the point in that? Dice, Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper and Sonny Chiba battle an army of immortal ninja warriors. And it's got Meg Foster in it. Oh, no! They're reunited. Like, I wonder if she just backhands a bunch of ninjas out of, like, <laughs> hey, Wendy. studio apartment. Yeah, great mouse. <laughs> uh, this seems to be the fucking revival of his career, because in 95 he was in three films. Oh. Uh, Tough and Deadly. Oh. Jungle Ground. <laughs> And <laughs> no contest. But it, <laughs> they all the character. They all seem like Van Damme films. They all look like Van Damme films. <laughs> Let's see, his names in these films is Elmo Freach, uh, <laughs> Jacob, Jake, Cornell, and in no contest, he's simply known as Ice. <laughs> Ice. えええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええええ
and he's also in the movie Shut Up and Shoot <laughs> as Yoakum the bartender he's in uh, Blind Eye as Frank Mears Sweet Sixteen the movie as Mitch fucking hell uh, Cursed Blood the Mystic Avengers the Mystic Adventures of Billy Owens it's just like a kid with a wand uh, a gothic tale Billy Owens in the Secret of the Ruins this kid's trying to be fucking Harry Potter <laughs> um, what the fuck there must be a TV special it just says Rowdy Roddy Piper fights childhood obesity <laughs> oh well the same year he done the film Alien Opponent <laughs> Also, Lights Out and uh, the film The Portal, where he starred as Homeless George. <laughs> Homeless George, what a shame. Uh, he was in the movie Fancy Pants, he was in a Green Lantern animated movie. Clearly, The Night Traveller. Nightman. He was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He played himself in Saints Row 4. Did he? Yeah. Uh, he was in The Reconciler. Don't Look Back, The Takeaway. <laughs> oh, yes, he, he is in the classic uh, Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. Shut up. Playing Roddy Piper. Fuck's sake. Uh, he was in the movie Other Plans. And 2015, he was in. The short movie, Portal to Hell, which I wonder if is the third installment to Hell Comes to Frogtown. Maybe. Well, there's just uh, a portal that takes them to Roddy Piper. Maybe. <laughs> he has three upcoming projects. Does he? But I, don't, I can't imagine them happening now. No. <laughs> well, might not be the lead. Let's see. He is in a film called The Masked Saints. Fuck us. We've spent too much time on the career of Rowdy Roddy Piper. I know. Big eggs to fucking rowdy. Alright. What the fuck? Pour one out. Was that you fucking did a, an ass clap there? Slapping my hand off my knee. Oh. Saying that was a job well done. Rest in power, Roddy. Rest in power? Right. <laughs> what the fuck? That's just like someone white power men say. <laughs> he doesn't need peace. <laughs> Rest in hell, Roddy. I'm pretty sure he's... Rest in Frogtown. Where the women are kidnapped by mutants and you've got explosives on your junk. (laughs) The only way you get that off is fucking some wet-ass pussy. Unfortunately, we're going to have to find this out at some point. I want to see fucking pro wrestlers versus zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Just in fucking... Uh, Just whatever some fucking suplexes on zombies. Ah, oh, I bet they work stiff. Oh, oh I see fucking Jimmy Schnooker fucking jump last of an eye. I'm in a zombie mid-flight. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking landing on them. <laughs> he can't. He's not got to jail. Snooker. Aye, the, 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 I'm sure they said, I read something that they found new evidence about him killing his ex-wife. 
Oh, fuck no. He's that rail thin. He could probably slip between the bars. Is he fucked? Aye, aye. Like, when they brought him back, like, five years ago, like, against when Jericho decided to start killing legends. Aye. Like, Snooker just looked like a skeleton. Like, obviously, he was jacked back in the day. Aye, aye. And it's like somebody's let all the air out, and it's just this... Oh, skin... Skin man. Aye. Where, like, you're in the sumo suit and all the airs went out. Uh-huh. You're just waddling around, carrying your wings. Oh. Can he fly, though? Ah, <laughs> uh, didn't he put him to the top of the steel gauge now? <laughs> Who else would you want to see in that film fighting zombies? <laughs> oh, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Definitely. Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Just because the name. Right. Uh, I mean, you're like... The natural villain of that piece has to be Chris Benoit. Oh no! Because he's a zombie and he kills wrestlers. Or he kills his family members. I, I still think he killed Eddie. <laughs> See, that, that, that could be a fun throwing gag. There's, there's like a look. Oh, why do it looks like Eddie Hydraulic, low riding car. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero shows up saying I stole it. <laughs> Oh, I, like I've I've started watching Lucha Underground, What's that? which is a another another form of wrestling. So which is not really where, where Mysterio kills some cut. Maybe that could be a spoiler. Mm. <laughs> like they've they've done it in a sense. This is part of the El Rey Network, which mm. is Robert Rodriguez's is his, uh, own TV network. Right. Where initially he started that channel so he could make his From Dusk Till Dawn series and just show it on that exclusively. Mm-hmm. But to, pop- to populate more content, they started showing Mexican wrestling. And they did it on like a studio set, well, like in, in like a warehouse, they dubbed the temple. Mm-hmm. And they basically filmed like a series of. Like, this is it, it's, it's wrestling, but it's made it like a television series. <laughs> so there's like a backstage like it's just like almost like a scene out of Breaking Bad but it's Chavo Guerrero and fucking uh, Conan the WCW Mexican wrestler saying you need to take back your family name they disrespected you you need to go out there and show them you are the Guerrero and cut to then it's like wrestling match going on these guys are fighting and it's all masked wrestlers oh, long Mexican names I Aye, so they're doing all that wrestling, and it's got a Matt Striker and Vampiro on commentary. <laughs> so like that, you've got your mix, your 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 English commentary, and like the Mexican guy, but also speaks English. Uh-huh. So they're doing the commentary to the match. Uh, they've got cameras in lots of different positions. They've got like a camera over the ring that kind of swings about, so you get for these different angles when they do the high spots uh-huh. and. Then it's got like a like a audience, but it's, it's more like an audience to say like a, a Jeremy Kyle show. They're all just stadium seats yeah. to the sides, and there's no barriers. So they 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 come in through like down the stairs, fighting the ring. Travel comes out with like a steel chair and starts ending everyone <laughs> to the point where like the the match is over. The referees are out. The fucking wrestlers that were both fighting, both of them's out. 
wrestlers start coming in from the back. He starts laying them out with a chair, and then like a woman comes in because he was in a mixed gender tag match uh-huh. earlier, and there was just this woman called Sexy Star, oh, and no. it's it's just a woman wearing a luchador mask and a low cut top. Right. And he, she's like trying to plead to like travel to calm down. What's going on? And he just ends her with a steel chair. Just nice. Smacks her over the head with it. And it just ends. It's just him sending a message to the owner saying he wants the fucking hundred thousand dollars that they're all wrestling for. Because <laughs> that's it's got TV storylines, but it's got like John Morrison, a uh, like fighting in like fucking a corridor trying to get to the big boss to say I want in. What the, that guy that like was going to be the next Shawn Michaels? Yeah, he's in it as a uh, Johnny Mundo. I thought he was going to be good too. Yep. His body didn't. <laughs> what happened to so his body, shit? <laughs> it was that chose to fucking turn against them. <laughs> kept getting injured. Oh, right, I thought you were saying he had fucking MS. <laughs> I guess I could like a Caparello style, which we usually do. No one knows. <laughs> So, aye, it's, it's almost like it's got the backstage drama where it's filmed like scenes of Breaking Bad mm. and there's storylines and characters and then they just settle it in the ring. It's, it's strange. Mm. It's I did acquire, like, because it's, it's one complete season and it's 46 episodes. Mm. No. I bet 40 episodes and they're all, they're just 40 minutes long. It's just like one hour of television. Mm. It's none of this three hours every week. Was it like two, ma- two or three matches? Yeah, three matches. And it's each week it kind of introduces me Fox. Like, they've got this one young Mexican wrestler who is basically like their poster boy, mm. King Puma. Oh! Who's like basically raised by Aztec gods. Oh. <laughs> I think of what you were going to say there when I heard you say ass. Yeah. That's it. You come, like, they, they've all got these very colourful pasts. Uh. Like one of them's a dragon, <laughs> and like I, I, I picked up on it on like the end of like another podcast, like this wrestling podcast I'd listened to, mm-hmm. and they said at the end of the season it shows you everyone leaving the temple, mm-hmm. like just all the wrestlers being reintroduced to the world, and it cuts to the shot of the guy who's the dragon, uh, just like walking, and it just the camera pans to the the, the ground where you just see his silhouette. And it turns into a CG shot of a dragon flying away. Fuck off. So he, he, he morphs into a dragon and takes off. Another dude takes off on a rocket. <laughs> like, they, they, they're straight-faced about their characters. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But, like, it just sounds like... I think it has to be seen to be believed. Uh, and, like, it has legitimate, decent wrestling matches. But it's all real. To them, damn it. <laughs> and to everyone but, else. Yeah, like, I, I, I did like the cliffhanger end of Chavo knocking out a woman with a steel chair. Yeah. Oh my god, she's got a broken jaw. I think it's just lucky she had a mask on because he just hit her over the top of the head with it. <laughs> the scalp. Like, uh, like, nowadays you're probably fined like $5,000 oh, for even thinking about doing it. <laughs> you want to hit a woman? That night, she didn't even get paid 5000 to take that hit. She got 5,000 pesos. How do you get a bunch of 
<laughs> I'm sure it's not a lot. buy 5,000 tacos with it? No. <laughs> Probably be like a thousand pesos for a taco or something. I was going to talk about chef for a second there. Why? But I don't need to. I just want to say the word chef so I could use it as a segue into the movie Burnt. No. Are you familiar with Burnt? Is that that one with that fucking cunt I'm seeking it? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Aye. Yes. Him and Sienna Miller are in a chef movie, like in a, a cooking movie, mm-hmm. which was supposedly assisted, directed by Gordon Ramsay. Really? Yes. And, like, I heard on the radio last week, and, like, I was familiar with the film, but I was I never had a fucking scooby that Gordon Ramsay was involved in it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was, like, the biggest flop this year. Aye. I wasn't interested in it for the get-go. I don't know, it sounds like they're making White Chef. White Chef. Ah, <laughs> uh, even though, like, obviously, uh, John Favreau's white, but, like, Cuban food. They're making white food. <laughs> like, cheese and toast. French food. Is it? I won't no be. one cares. I won't Ratatouille's because... a better French food movie. Eh? Ratatouille's better. Oh, aye. Ratatouille is the penultimate fucking... The, uh, no, not the penultimate. What would be better than Ratatouille? <laughs> <laughs> For French fucking food. There is Cinema. nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even the French. <laughs> like, they're too busy making hardcore movies. <laughs> they well, be porn. Not food. It may as well be porn. I know, they didn't get a fuck, did they? Have you, have you heard about the movie, Love? No. Came out, like, last month. It's from the director of... There is one famous French film called Irreversible. Right. And it stars the actress that is... Wait, I think it's, like, Monica Bellucci. Is that that French woman that... Yes, I think that was, like, before she she was big. I think this was, like, when maybe she was just big in, in, in French cinema. Uh-huh. And it's her raped in, like, a an underground, like, an underpass. A rape? Like, ah, like, it, it's this dark film that's right. played in reverse. Right, so she gets raped so, at the start. It, aye. And I, it's like that, and it's got that French dude, Vincent Cavizel, or Cavizel. Like, there's that, that French dude that was in the Oceans movies. It's this, the cat burglar, and okay. he's in a whole rake of other films. And this is me just, like, I've, ne- I've not seen Irreversible, but, like, I think it basically it details the story of how it led to him raping her. Uh-huh. So it's supposed to be dark, but like it's French and it's arty as fuck. Oh, right. So like it, it was loved because of like it was so fucking different. <laughs> He's directed a film this year called Love, which is about a young couple, uh-huh. a young good-looking couple who like to have sex and decide to invite their attractive neighbour into their sex life. Right. And he's released it in 3D. 3D. Yes. That should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the movie poster is like a three-tongue sword fight. Oh, a three-way kiss. Aye, but it's just all tongues, like as if it was the three musketeers uniting swords. Uh. 
and it's just close up of three three mouths and tongues. The unrated poster is a mouth and a penis. Fuck <laughs> off. No, this is all it's like. No, you see sperm. No! <laughs> so I was like, because I looked through all the films that are coming out just to find out where everyone wants to talk about on the site, like on our Facebook account. But this one's like, this is porn. And when I looked at the trailer and it came up, the director was like, Irreversible, I was like, that's an acclaimed director. But he's like, and like, I got offered the review DVD and I was like, no. Yeah. Because, like, it's out, no, it's out in January, but, like, it just seems uncomfortable watching, like, a two-hour porno, essentially. It's just, like, there's just, I'd imagine, continued, like, threesomes on films. Tasteful, well, not tastefully, I'd imagine, if the poster's got girls sucking a dick, but, um... When reading like the press pack it came with, it actually told you the plot, like the true plot to the film. Yeah. And it is um, a young couple experiment by bringing neighbor into the bedroom. This is all like a flashback uh-huh. to the young man when he finds out the girl that they introduced to the relationship is went missing, and it's the police coming to speak to him if he knows anything about the neighbor. Right. That's a wee bit better. Exactly. Than just a French couple bone, introduce a neighbour and they bone her too. Because <laughs> that's it. It's, it looks like the same thing as like blue is the warmest colour. Whereas like, man, this is kind of interesting. Like there seems to be some fucked up sex going on here. <laughs> but that, that film's on for over three hours. No, three not hours even fucked up showing. Not even three hours. Well, like. Not even an hour of fucked up shagging is enough to make me watch three hours of, like, French. Like, it just means there's, 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 two, there's two hours of, like, women falling out with each other and crying. Yeah. And makeup sex and more crying. And probably some, one of them gets a haircut. And, <laughs> and that's, that's what I saw in the trailer of Love as well. And it's like, nah. Like, just because you put lots of sex in it with pretty people, it's not nah, It's not enough. Is it not? No. Are you sure? I am positive. <laughs> it was enough for me to say no to the review DVD. Oh, who could have done that for your fucking fucked up commentaries? <laughs> me and you watch in a two hour film that consisted of mostly threesomes. <laughs> that an awkward conversation. That sounds awesome. That's an like, Bad guy was a guy. Fucking followers. Fuck would be downloading it, saying, "Oh, you can't get that fucking French porno." <laughs> we know it's two Scottish guys talking about a French porno. How do you get a fuck as long as we get the downloads? This is an MP3, not an MP4. <laughs> Alright, we do a podcast called Love Full Film. Uh... Explicit. <laughs> it's like it's got some swearing in it. Ah, we're not misleading you. We're telling the truth. Exactly. You just got a dirty mind. You filthy bastard. Right. So, I reckon how we got for Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper to French threesomes. <laughs> I don't have a clue. 
there's no way back. I mean, like, there seems to be that thing where there is, like, basically hardcore sex making it into the mainstream. Well, I say mainstream, but, like, the the key examples. Yes, like, uh, Nymphomaniac. Yeah. That is, like, the other fucking top bill contender. The Mm. fact that it's got the likes of Uma Thurman, uh, that... Skarsgård, dude for the Avenger movies. Uh-huh. Um, Shia Series are a lot more than just the Avenger movies. I know, I know. Like I could hear the Swedes crying. <laughs> like let's hope he is Swedish and no fucking Norwegian. <laughs> then you'll I, hear some crying. There's there's crying. Whatever. Like good for you if you're still listening. <laughs> um, who else is in it? Like Jamie Bell's in it. Shia LaBeouf, uh, I, like, the only woman I could think of was Zuma Thurman. But even that, like, when they offered me, like, the five-hour director's cut of it. They did? I, I sent a group text to you, the mics, Trevor, saying, man, they sent me this. And I think four out of the five said, review it! Oh, I think I'm sure I can't wait to that, but... I'm pretty sure you told me like, or no, you told me you tried to watch one of them and it's uh, fucking horrible. I tried to watch the, the first part. Aye. And it was just the first hour, just Shia LaBeouf just beating it, uh-huh. staring right into the camera, <laughs> telling you, make keep eye contact, don't break, don't break. I could see you, I could see you in yours. I was getting Transformers. <laughs> was a Tell me I was. <laughs> Please make me feel. The third one? I I would have been better in the fourth, right? Yeah, yeah. Not Marky Mark. <laughs> I guess time to call it a night. I think so. What time is it? Uh, ten past twelve. Right, that's we been talked a bit for okay. an hour, forty-five minutes. That's all right. I think we did a forty-five minute podcast. Uh, the podcast was funnier this week. Ah, well, the last week's was funny. Uh, Did you listen? I've not listened to it, but... It should have 90% less clicks. Good. That did, that was a day and a half listening to every, and stopping and removing every every click that I could without spoiling a sentence. I think we lost one or two conversations, but it was mostly about me rattling on about the soundtrack. So it's stuff we could have afforded to lose. Yeah. And with this, I'll just flat note the music on the front and put it out. Mm-hmm. Don't think we need to do any edits. Add the fucking the saying at the start. You had a saying? No, add the fucking movie saying. Fucking, I'm here to fucking... Oh, yeah. Kick ass and chew bubblegum. Aye. I like. I was trying to attempt to do a, a quite a clever spoiler warning, where it would start off playing the Cesaro, and then it would fade in like the TV hacker telling us to wake up, huh? and then fade back out to Cesaro. Mm. And I was trying to get Trevor to record the dialogue of the man telling us to wake up. Oh no! <laughs> but we just we just couldn't get like recorded in time. Uh-huh. So. And I, I, I 
I managed to resist. I never paid a dude on Fiverr to do it. It's alright. <laughs> Just for one episode. Aye. Could you be the bearded man? <laughs> yeah, I could be anything That's... you want me to be for That's... a Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> As long as it's like only 21. <laughs> exactly. Sleep. 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 I know, that's the same one. That does the kid. <laughs> <laughs> just say it once. I'll, I'll sort of edit it and I'll just yeah. copy and paste it. Also, very late trivia note that was John Carpenter. Oh, is it? Ah, that that's what they all just do. I know. <laughs> like, if you've held on, this is the cookie you got at the end of the trail. <laughs> Oh yeah, can I was worth listening to all that fucking shit about fucking French films. Uh, fucking beasts. And the one hour spent on Roddy Piper's career. <laughs> that was a long time. <sighs> right, man. Tune in. Talk to you later. Yeah, man. Throw. Cheer up.